following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Most of people die of old age. To his credit, he also, you didn't mention that, which at some later point, I think he actually spoke when we had a shloshim for the feast or something, and he said, and he told me then, this was his most... Uh, it was well, important to me. It was. It was really. We had that it's thing. One million dollar, multi million dollar cases, but this was your best case you've ever won. And, and I, I did. I meant it at the time, and I mean it now. It was. Um, it is. Important. It was something. It was. It, it. It. It was something. That's all I can say. Is it was something. So has the precedent that you set for this case, Greg, been used in other places throughout the state at all? Well, it just was again? used with the relationship uh, with the county attorney's office. I don't know. I don't think that's a good question for him. With Rabbi Black, we tried getting actually a, a law passed in the state of Texas that would make an exception for religious reasons, meaning in an autopsy. But it didn't have, we, but, it was written up and we had, uh, we were working with. Same but they think it all comes under this umbrella, and it does. If you right. follow this opinion, it does. They didn't publish this, and at the time I was going to, you know, you can ask them to publish them. And at the time it was done, I was concerned about how, no, not really the family, how it would look if I, you know, it was a good result and I'm trying to boast myself and I didn't want to do it oh, that way. On. But now I probably think it pro I probably should have. You can still do it, should, You can still yes, do it? Yes, you can. Well, what, you do can what? do it really? now. <coughs> how yes, do you, you can. can you help me do it? Yes, I'll good. help you do it. There you go. What, what do you want to so, and where says it's uh, it's not reported. Yeah, not reported. I can make it reported. Yeah. If you report it, then it should be used as precedent in other cases, not just in Texas. Yeah, I just didn't. I was concerned about how it would look if I did it. If I was. Well, it'll be precedent in other scenarios, right. not right. just other yeah. states, other you know, can, not just burial. You know, not just. Because I'm not part of it. No, all right. Then tell me what the procedure is, and just email me and tell me. I'll do it. No, no, we're done. I mean, they, we, so we came to an agreement. We basically we settled the case no, on that agreement. What would happen is I would um, file something and I'd just say, I came across this case and I, I learned about it and I think it's significant and meets the standards for publication. Yeah. You have a little more credibility with those people than I do. Whatever. No, seriously, you, you've got a little bit more of a background than I do. It's okay, I'll do it. All right. I, any questions? Yeah, if there are any but questions. I, I don't, I, 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 I my, we'll posi that my right. position would be Excuse that. Excuse me. Talking. Okay. My position would be that, that that remand was, that there was no, really no reason for that. I mean, they did it, so you have to follow what they say, but I don't think. They were right. They needed the evidence, and they knew it. That's all that would happen. But, but why? Because there was no evidence that he was, that he himself what is an observant practicing Jew? Well, what if you what, what if you weren't an observant practicing Jew, but you, for that that part of your life, you you or or just because you hadn't been your whole life, that doesn't mean you don't want was, to. Like be you mentioned before, Greg mentioned the other attorneys said there are other opinions of Judaism who say autopsy is not a problem. Before yeah. Rabbi would tell you the other problem. thing I need to bring out before I leave. I just remembered the medical examiner from Galvez. And the also, the thing is, is it just for the deceased or is it for the family? I think you're right. I mean, I went through this with my father. I mean, you know, and the, these people would say that. I'm like looking at them. Like well, that's the point. There was no there. There, if I remember the appeal, they were saying there's no proof that the family it was no never mentioned that they are Orthodox. That they believed in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they were. Which is really more what they wanted to be. The last thing. The last thing I want to add. Based on religiosity. 
the last thing I want to add, because I do need to go, and I apologize. While this was going on, I get this really, really weird phone call from the medical examiner of Galveston County telling me what a, to use a different word, rectum I was for doing all this and that this has no place in Jewish law. And it turns out my wife is a teacher at Beth Israel. This guy's a member at Beth Israel telling me, you know, why, you know, why the hap And every single medical examiner in the state gathered up on an amicus brief against me at the Court of Appeals. Every single medical Every examiner. single medical examiner. You know, a lot of them multiply counties, so like, you know, it'll cover five, six, seven counties, so it was like 70 of them. Well, just oh try being God. an elderly person in Florida, oh and let me tell you, they can murder you I there. want to get they to be an elderly person in Texas. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks very it. much for your hospitality. Next Thanks for letting me do this. Okay, some shrimp. Bye-bye. What? Next time I'll bring you some shrimp. I would love it. Okay, so you think it, it should be public? Yes. Okay, That's I'll, I'll draft something. I'll, right. I'll flex it over. Thanks. So, I'll go with you for some kosher barbecue. It's great. Right there. I, don't think we, I go. I go to the other way. We refer to it as a Sephardic barbecue at our house. You know what? Maybe you can send me over um, that stuff about the medical examiners. Is it like public or was it? Yeah. Okay, because that's a reason. You know, it's. A I was gonna get Damaris to make kosher okay. barbecue. Damaris over here to set up a separate grill and meat for a kosher. Very interesting thing. Okay, so it is interesting. I'm surprised it's not published already. Yeah. But do you have to be orthodox? I mean, yeah, that's, 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 the topic. that's what I'm waiting for, Rabbi. So if you're not orthodox, you don't think you can make this argument? Yeah, why would no, you I'm saying you can make it. But you can make it, it would have to be based on your beliefs. Meaning, if someone's not religious at all and they come into how do you make the belief court, if you're not orthodox? No, I'm saying of course, you, you write it have in your will. You can't have people walking into the court and saying, I don't want to know what that's right. performed just because I don't want to perform. It has to be based on your religious belief. But you have living wills, you have right to positions, all these yeah, things. But you can make a. No, but legally, that's, and he, I don't think he mentioned this, but Texas state law is an autopsy is required if someone under the age, I believe, of 55 um, dies in a private <coughs> residence. That's, that's Texas state law. So. The only exception to this would be because it's it's an infringement on the religious beliefs. If you don't have that exception, or some mean, other exception. Yes, yeah, so I could state that though. It's easier yeah, to state it when you're alive. You need to, you need be able to have those. Mm. Someone is not religious and they're just saying I'm religious. So you're still Jewish. You're still religious. Religious. Okay, so what do you mean? You're not still religious. Part of the about being you're Jewish, you're being Jewish. You're Jewish. You're either Jewish you or you're not Jewish. You have to prove that it's your belief, which is what they're claiming. Right, but I'm saying okay, I put it right. That's ridiculous. The guy said he can't. Well, well, is that a Jewish belief? Meaning what their attorney, the medical examiner's attorney, was claiming is there are Jewish beliefs who disagree. According to Interpret the, the verse in Deuteronomy in the literal sense. So I have to when you go represent You need to make sure your rabbi, you state it to your rabbi. Or separate What do you mean? If in a case, in a circumstance, I would like this rabbi to be contacted my wishes. Every time we do a meeting, you got a new law practice. back of the license, you should put that you can donate parts of your body or whatever else. That's the point. There is an organization. That actually so that's different. Car. That's different, right? Well, that, yeah. isn't that different? No, it's the same thing. Meaning, uh, well, that that's voluntarily. You you're not obligated question. to donate your organs. But isn't but it allowable? It's allowable with certain criteria. You have to be dead. No, you don't. You know, meaning brain well, that might not, not be like right. Next topic. So, so you better talk to him afterwards.
<coughs> he wants to be cremated. He'll talk to you afterwards. We'll talk about that. Speak <laughs> um, to David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah. He's come through here. I tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There was an article in the OU magazine. It was crazy. About cremation. Oh, he's with that. I don't want to, you know, so let's talk about death today. <laughs> yeah, rather, rather. Was there some discussion in the hearing that that this is Jewish law, halacha, and it doesn't matter whether you're an Orthodox Jew right. or not. What did you have to explain no, to them? I'll, that, I'll tell you what. You know, because this is the law. Because since since I try to explain, I understand. But since there are, basically their law is one of the things they were saying. Listen, yes, the verse in Deuteronomy, it's an interpretation. They were trying to squeeze out of me as a rabbi that that's an interpretation of the verse. But there are other interpretations. Okay. So I mean, once they have that argument, unless you can say this is my belief, and it's known that this is your religious belief, and they, listen, there are other interpretations of Judaism, which actually leads to, interestingly enough, there's, and this came up actually recently, which I, I also am affiliated with the Houston Cashman Association. It actually is a Texas state law, um, which states, I printed it out here, um, that for someone to sell, for, for a retailer to sell some, some, something as kosher, um, this is a Texas statute, section 17.821, says um, kosher food in the Texas is defined, means food prepared and served in conformity with Orthodox Jewish religious requirements. Okay, this is a Texas state law. That means if you sell something that's kosher and it doesn't meet Orthodox Jewish religious standards, it, you can be fined okay. under Texas statute. Right. So, okay, so, so this law, actually this similar law, which I'm assuming this was based on, there's a New York state kosher law. Um, which is similarly, and it was, it was sued, and the law was actually struck down in New York State by, by some butcher in Long Island who said, listen, he's not Orthodox, and according to his standards, it's conservative, or I don't remember what standards that clearly reformed don't have standards of kosher, but I'd say conservative standards of kosher, and he said, why, how can the state mandate, um, the state is saying that kosher is defined only by Orthodox standards, right? There are other opinions that, and therefore they struck this law down in in the state of New York, it still exists and was never challenged yet in Texas. Um, but there is, I mean, this technically. So the reason like gets an FDA to, kind of thing, mislabeling. Right, but it gets. But the point is, so so meaning, what, once there are different opinions within Judaism, so then why should, uh, let's say in this case, the autopsy case, state is saying, that's very nice. It's your opinion about autopsies because you're an Orthodox rabbi. There are other opinions out there. In within Judaism, just because this person was well, Jewish you know doesn't mean he he can state that his beliefs are. Right? So, you, so there was this issue of orthodoxy, quote unquote. Did you put it in some document in books? Did you did you? Yes. Yeah, so is there listen, any textbooks that talk yes, about it? Yes, but again, that's the they claim that's the orthodox interpretation. But there was no divergence of opinion on your side, though. It wasn't like you had a daughter saying. Well, it's not. They were claiming. But you didn't have a divergence of opinion on your side. It wasn't like the daughter was saying, we want to apply Jewish law, and the wife and the yeah, children no, were no saying. Was, yeah. There was no divergence right. of opinion there. Yes. It um, was only the state but, but versus the state everybody was saying else. This is open for interpretation. You wanted to bring this action. The, huh? the, the, the family members, the Orthodox rabbis, who wanted to bring this? So technically, it was a family member. Family they were the, they were the play, they were. They the didn't family. want the autopsy. Okay, so I'm just making these fact patterns are interesting. When somebody pops you know. up, you don't know who who's bringing it. 
right. It was the, the to all the family, and there was no divergence of opinion amongst the family. So that's why I think that these judges were just. I think that was wrong. Which that's one? just my opinion. Which one? On the wrong? appellate side, asking for the yeah the affidavit. remand. I mean, uh, the, the you know, there was no difference that. of opinion. Yeah, but again, family. The wish of family members, if it's not based on a religious exemption, infringement of their religious rights, then then they have no right. To have that exemption. Is it their right or his right? That's the question. Is who, who's, well, whose religious background here are we talking about? They were talking about the deceased. So they said nothing was ever submitted to say that the asking, deceased believes so in these religious So the deceased is, is the one that matters, like, not the family member. Well, it yes. could be family also. I'm asking. Because this only addressed one part. It could be. I, I'm asking. That in this case, it addressed. I believe in this case it was the deceased. Well, they were just grasping at straws and they wanted to appeal. They were desperate to enact the same thing. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, it was his opinion that if this came up again, is it the person that died versus the family? I don't think there's any judgment on that. If, if, if two other situations that the person wasn't orthodox, it, this wasn't precluding that. And also, if the person themselves was not orthodox, but the family was, you know, right, I, so I, I don't right. think it addresses that. I don't right, right. think it's the only they took, they took the easy way out. And also, just because somebody isn't orthodox, like I've talked to my mother about, you know, right. I'm going to have you buried in a shroud. This is I'm going. We're, we're, this is what I plan on doing. Is that okay with you? In, it's not. It's not. Right. You know. It's not conclusive at all. But they so took the easy way out. Wishes of the person. The tunnel they had was the most direct one, and they yeah. they didn't rule any broader than they had to. Ernie, where, where was the Hever Kadisha and all this? Were they sitting at the ME's office or? No, it was not. They were not about. There was no. This was. This never happened before. In t in no, there's no one sitting with the body. No, I mean, oh. Were they involved? Were they involved? No, no, there was no. First of all, the Hebrew condition used to be not orthodox necessarily, and they, they never. Were the body the body at the county morgue at the time? Yeah, they, yeah. the medical center picked up the body, it was at the morgue. They were waiting you know, to just do it. Um, the only reason they, they couldn't do it was because of TRO. But that's right. They were ready to do it that morning. Normally, the Hebrew Kedisha gets a medical examiner afterwards. Right. Oh, I mean, it's okay. only afterwards when so they release the bodies okay. and that Jeff Friedman gets and called him the Hebrew Kedisha. So, the Hebrew Kedisha in California got all prepared the body before burial. Yeah, once it's released, we shipped it, oh, okay. it out as quick as possible. But one thing Greg and Mitch, I wanted to ask you that they were going to ignore. I assume you filed the TRO, got it served, and they were just going to flat out ignore it? No, no, no. So once, no, the, once TRO the TRO was, was, was they submitted, they were gonna, then they had they were to stop. They were going to do it anyway because they thought they were going to win. No, they no, were no, going no, to no, court. They were waiting. That was the TRO. Yeah. We got the TRO at 9.30 in the morning, he 10 o'clock in the morning. The they they uh, notified they were gonna get immediately, uh, Grant Thornton's <coughs> clerk notified Malcolm Zammer about the TRO. So he said filed. that it was filed. Yeah. Now they have, I think it's a number of hours, to challenge it, to come and request right. the hearing. Okay. That's, so we thought it was done. Listen, they're not going to fight it. We walked downstairs, we paid the bond, submitted the bond, and as we're walking out, we get a call from, from Grant Orphan's clerk that they just said they're going to fight. Um, and so we have to be back that in court at 2 p.m. That was the hearing in the end. That's when we came back at 2 p.m. Okay, and then, and then we, this was the question of Grant Orphan recruiting himself. Um, yeah, okay. But uh, and he, interestingly enough, he, he had me here on tape um, just speaking about it, where he, because I gave this class with him um, downtown uh, like a few months ago. Yeah. And he says, where he clearly asked him also about did the fact, yeah, did the fact that he was Jewish, did he feel like that's a reason to recuse himself? I know you're sitting here that part, or should we talk about other cases? Other cases. Other cases, okay. So what did he say? He no, said so he, said, he said no, on the contrary, the fact that he was Jewish, he felt he was better equipped to deal with it, because he, he, what his claim was that 
if we'd been a Christian or uh, it would have been a regular judge, they would not have felt comfortable telling a rabbi or telling the family, you can't do this for your religious reasons. He, he would, he <laughs> felt he was better equipped than the Jew um, to, to, to sure. talk to a rabbi and tell him what he wrong. Or, that's what he said. Well, what do you think from the county attorney's perspective? Was there um, uh, agreeing to allow him to continue to serve? Do you have any? Oh, I, th I think that they didn't realize how close he was with me at the time. Or, you know, it could be, you know, Grant's a pretty smart guy. I yeah, mean, I he, think what's he amazing, like, I just want to mention one other I thing. I mean, Grant went to, like, Yale. Yes, by the way, another act of God, which I believe this was all uh, an act of God. Definitely. Getting Grant Dorfman. Well, isn't the another Definitely. act of God in this was Grant Dorfman happened to have given he, he most most judges um, I don't want to say most judges many judges would not know anything about um, you know this question of freedom restoration act and and First Amendment he happened to be um, he wrote a paper on on the First Amendment on religious freedom and um, a few months prior to this coming up. We actually did a CLE together on this topic. Oh, so he had every case prepared because they came very much prepared. The, the county attorney attorneys came with like major precedences of peyote, uh, Indians uh, smoking peyote, and all this other stuff that w that were precedent in American law. In Sounds very like us, right? Um, <coughs> where they were struck down, meaning and they did not allow. Wow, wow. So they yeah. majorly prepared. He luckily, any other judge would have said, "Sounds good." And, and, would have gone with the precedents. He was. He showed how every single precedent they brought at least three or four precedents in other um, courts um, across the across the United States, including Supreme Court rulings. And he was able to, to show and contrast each case why they're different in this case. So that was another. Who did that? Grant Thornton was able to do that. And I, I doubt other judges would have in been able. In an opinion, to is there another job. opinion in this case, or just this? No, 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 no I'm saying the point is he, he happened to have the knowledge of all those cases that they yeah, brought yeah, as presidents, yeah, 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 and he yeah. showed why it's different than these. Than this I mean, case. during the hearing. Yes, during the hearing. Okay. Um, they probably yeah, thought they were sabotaging. Yeah. 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 They should have objected. I just want to say before we end. Sure, I would have objected. Right, so if you. He's a pretty smart guy. I mean, he went to Yale, and he's really smart. No, the opposing counsel. I object. I'm on the board of directors of UC right. Grossman's Torch. That would be enough for me to say, you know what? That's an inherent conflict. Right. So they, I'm on the board of directors so again, of the organization. Prayers, bringing the action. Anybody would be torch. better than that. That's a torch letter at. This is another on the proof of torch. <laughs> that prayer works. That's right. No, we took it out of the evidence. Well, I thought you took out his name and resubmitted it. No, no, we didn't. I mean, I think you were going to submit this under torch letter. Well, did they see that? Well, they knew he was on the he stated at the beginning of the case. He disclosed. He disclosed the board of the rabbi's organization. He disclosed. How would you say? Okay, I want you to ask. The rabbi's not a party, direct party, necessarily. He's testifying. Yeah, but I wasn't testifying. Okay, that's what he said. I would rather not have an expert. He's advocating. If I'm the judge and he's advocating for what, what I'm, I'm, he's advocating for something, and I'm on the board of what, I'm on his board. I think that's an inherent conflict, but no problem. I'm happy they didn't do it. Anyway, just so I, we need to end, so I, I just want to say, first of all, in general, um, first of all, there are many cases, fascinatingly enough, that have Can gone... Can we continue this? Because we didn't get to the, any of the other cases. Okay, so, so I'll say yeah. quickly. Yeah. Officially, we're supposed to go until 1.15, but, but I'm, uh, so the, the, if you want to get your full credit. Um, <laughs> the the point here. is that, uh, so there are many other cases. One of the fascinating cases that have gone to courts one is the Chabad, as you know, displays their, their huge menorahs in public places.
including on the White House South Lawn. They used to do it. Now it's on the Ellipse. Um, I actually saw it a few um, when I was in Washington a few weeks ago. Um, but they do it at many, um, uh, you know, federal courthouses and or in uh, many city halls. And they were sued, of course, not by any city. The cities love when they do it. It's nice publicity. But they were sued by the American Jewish Congress and the American Jewish Committee. Uh, multiple lawsuits where Chabad was taken to court, of course, by Jewish organizations, um, because of their this public display of religious symbols. Um, the reason, just in that, in defense of the AJC, I don't want to offend anyone if anyone's a member here, but um, but the the their reason for taking it to court was they claimed because for many years they've been fighting crashes and other Christmas trees on federal and and state property. So this what's fascinating is it went to many spin probably at least six different lawsuits against Chabad um, until under appeal, I think it was the Illinois State Supreme Court, under appeal, it ended up at the um, Supreme Court of the United States, and I don't have the ruling in front of me, but basically the ruling was um, permitting um, menorahs on federal property and state property, but prohibiting creches, and uh, this is a great country we live in, so they prohibit um, any nativity scenes cannot be displayed. But a menorah can't be displayed. <laughs> okay, this was the state Supreme Court ruling. The reason is um, Chabad now claims it's not true, but uh, meaning that they didn't use this as defense. But Nat Lewin, who was the defense attorney for Chabad, who was taking the case at the time, supposedly stated in state Supreme Court that the, their defense was the menorah is more of a cultural symbol. It's not a religious symbol per se. It's a sign of uh, freedom of, of evil over over. Um, the, of the triumph of good over evil, etc. That was part of their thing, as, so as opposed to nativity scene, which is purely religious. Religious. Right. So what they did rule is, in some cases, if the nativity, some of the courts did rule, the nativity scene has um, Santa Claus and other non-religious things. They put sleighs and other stuff there, so then it's okay. <laughs> but the menorah is in itself, um, you know, is allowed to be displayed. So that's just a great note of, of the of what kind of great country we live in. United States of America, but the point I want to get to is, and this is very important to understand, the concept of separation of of, of, of um, church and state really is important to understand. This does not really exist in Judaism. Because Judaism is different than other religions in the sense of, and this came up in the, in the United States Supreme Court, I'll, I'll mention it, um, Judaism is not really just a religion. It's a really a way of life. It's different. Most other religions, right, you go to church on Sunday, you, you, you do what you have to do, and you're, you're, the rest of your life is not necessarily governed by your religious aspects, your business, your things like that. Judaism, there is no separation. There can't be separation of church and state, because Judaism is really what it is, is your part of it is, it's a way of life to create a society, create an ethical society. So obviously your judicial system, your the way your business practices, everything involved, as we, we've been learning about over the past couple months, is all regulated by Judaism. Right? That's why we give business ethics, legal ethics, everything. Judaism has what to say on every single aspect of your life, your sex life, how you put on your shoes in the morning. So you cannot separate how government is run is also regulated by, by Torah law. So there's really the concept of separation of church and state cannot exist within Judaism. Yes. Is, is the Israeli government system consistent so, with that? No, the Israeli government is a secular government. They don't claim to be to to go to use Torah law to, to make so their decisions. A lot of there are a lot of going on there. People are trying so, to follow these rules. No, so the way so there first of all there is a lot of battling, um, but to their credit, the Israeli government, even though they're not religious, many of their many of their laws are 
they do base it, they use Torah, Biblical for example. Laws, yeah. yeah, for example, let's say uh, end, uh, end of life issues. You know, when is a person considered dead? So they try to use Jewish, Jewish principles to decide that for the state. Although many, much of the law is based on, you know, listen, at the end of the day, um, they say, I've read this once, most of um, English common law, something like I think 45% of English common law is based on, on biblical and Talmudic law at the end of the day anyway. So have a lot of the laws we have in this country uh -huh. also, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so there, but Israel, the state of Israel doesn't claim to be religious. Thank God. But they've adopted a lot of the yeah. principles. Yes, but a lot of the principles yeah. clearly are... Right, they are dealing with people's lives. Right, so, so um, what's important to know, so this is a very important thing, so the concept of separation, although as Jews, it's very important, clearly, the, and this is the dichotomy we have, because the separation of church and state is important. The only way, I think, why this is such a great country, and there is no discrimination, and it's probably one of the best countries we've ever lived in, historically, is because we have this concept of separation of church and state. So it, there is this challenge when it comes to a case like this where you want to fight for someone's religious freedoms, but on the other hand, you don't want the government getting involved, and, and this is, I mean, there's a lot of, it's fascinating, I mean, it came up recently also with the Baron um, basketball case, where they were fighting, they had to play their finals on Chavez, that became an issue, went to the courts, and TAPS, um, they were suing TAPS, which stands for the... Texas Association of Private and Parochial Schools. That's what it stands for. And they, uh, the case was terrible. Right, but at the end of the day... Yeah, those jokers voted no. Terrible. Well, the good news is that the gentleman they who was the executive director, he's an idiot. He's okay? retired. He's an idiot. And the <laughs> number two guy is an idiot. I called over there. Idiots. I was so appalled by the whole thing. I heard about it, and I then I tried to help out a little bit. Unbelievable. After all this went on, then they still voted eight to zero. There was nine people on the board, but they had a meeting. Eight people all voted no. But also the school. Their school. Their school already agreed to change it, but the board voted against right. letting them change the game. So now supposedly they changed the rules. They changed Just the, the rules as well. Now for the future. I seen discrimination. What's the rule? What's the new rule? Also the new rule allows for. I understand that. Um, religious. I just want to end off because we got to end. There's many other cases, fascinating stuff, which laws that were upheld. For example, just one other example: New York State has something called the Get Law, where Get is a Jewish divorce, where the, the state. Um, uh, will not issue a divorce to a woman. A woman who wants a religious divorce, they will not issue a civil divorce until she gets a religious divorce. Fascinating law called New York State Get Law. The reason is to help <coughs> women. The husband um, uses the get as blackmail, unfortunately, because the rabbis don't have power. And the husband will say, you know, if he wants custody of the kids, I'll say, I won't give you again. And she's stuck in this limbo situation where she can't remarry without a religious divorce. And, uh, and he says, listen, I won't until I get the house or whatever. So he uses the husband can use it as blackmail, and therefore they passed this law in New York State, which says they won't, if the woman wants a religious divorce, they won't issue a civil divorce until she's oh. granted. So which is, again, it's 
there's problems with that. You know, that balancing the religious freedoms and here the state is getting involved. In. So it gets it gets tricky. I just want to say because this is a common question that comes up a lot. So if we're saying there's no separation of church and state, so what? How is Judaism different than Sharia law? Because this is something that's going to come up in the courts and it has started in certain states where, and it sounds like, uh, and this, by the way, when we did have this autopsy case, one of the tricks and the tactics of the attorneys of the county was to sort of paint me and the other rabbis, you know, these right-wing fanatics who, you know, they ask this question. The fanatics that they are. Right. So we are fanatics, but they, they try to, you know, put, put us in their corner and they ask, why, how is Judaism different than Sharia law? So basically what you're saying is, well, you're saying any different than Sharia law. And this, so obviously, as Jews, we need to know how to answer that question. I'm not sure, um, but what I'll, what I'll explain <laughs> is, uh, well, I mean, so I'll explain why it's different than Sharia. You're Shariah. not trying to impose your fanatics oh, exactly, on me. Exactly, so the difference, well, the two try, differences that Sharia know. law is saying is most religions, and not just, I don't want to pick on Muslims per se, they're saying is unless you have do our way of law, basically you're going to hell. Christianity says, right, unless you're saved, you get there. unless you're baptized, and uh, right, you're going to hell. Right, so you cannot be unless you're keeping our way laws. or the high right. way. Well, Muslims will tell you if you're you're an infidel. Anyone who doesn't believe in, in the Prophet Muhammad is an infidel, and therefore you you know we have a right to kill you. What's okay? that got to do so with Judaism, this? We're all explain, going to heaven. Because Judaism, one of the beauties of Judaism, different than other religions, is it's a universal religion. Meaning we don't say you have to be Jewish to be saved, or you don't have to become Jewish. You can stay. You can be a Gentile, keep your own. Uh, whatever laws you want, as long as there's there's seven universal laws, which the Torah prescribes. We're not pushing Judaism on society. We're not saying you have to be Jewish. Here we want to, we're saying we're coming to the court as Jews. We want to keep our own practice for ourselves. We're not saying society should keep, should observe these practices. Sure, so sure. it's very different in that sense, and I think yeah. it's a very important distinction. Between Judaism is a universal religion. We don't say you have, we don't go seeking people to convert to Judaism. We don't try to get people to observe our laws. For our community, we want to be able to practice the law. So that's a key difference between Jewish law and Sharia law. And it's a very important thing. And we also don't say if you don't do it our way, then you're getting it. You don't. Civil law overrode Jewish law most of the time? Well, certain monetary laws. Um, Here, let's say in this case, where the question of the Torah says you have to bury the body immediately and shouldn't be in mutilation of the body, civil law cannot override it. But like if you went in this case again here, there was a question about the circumstance of the death. Had it right, so meaning if there was any, and that's no, what no, I told the court at the time, if there was any question no, I mean, as to foul play in this case, I would be the first one to agree an autopsy should have been done. Right. So again, it's just, major, right. Major. Right. Exactly. And the difference is, is if there had been insur- an insurance policy. Right, if there's any suspicion of foul play, 100%. As a matter of fact, I just want to mention this here, that I had another family around a year after this happened, this case happened, family called me up where a guy also... They claimed it was a suicide. Um, the guy, you know, they found the gun. He was in his office. He blew his, you know, he was a gun there and, and supposedly blew his own brains out. His Jewish family. And the, the wife, in that case, he was going, they were going through a nasty divorce. Mm-hmm. And the wife, there was reason to believe that the wife was involved. And I called the rabbi to discuss with him. And he said, 100% an autopsy should be done. Do not fight the case. The family called me, the daughter of this person, to fight the case, to fight the autopsy. She didn't want an autopsy done. I spoke to a few rabbis involved in, in legal matters in this case, these types of cases, and they told me, do not fight that case. Is there any reason to suspect foul pay? They need to do an autopsy, you know, according to Jewish law. So it's important to note that it's only because, in this case, I knew clearly there was no issue of foul play, and, and, and that, that's why we And you know, some, you know, but sometimes there might not be an insurance policy, but let's say the person has 
a lot of money and if right. they, if they died, if they didn't fight, right. then there would have been no ruling made. They should have just why, why should they care so much about a random person dying? No, so again, you hear the so moral of the story is, if you're going to kill someone Jewish, have the rabbi here on the page so he says, no foul play, boom. Yes. Was this guy under 55? Yes. They were forced to because the TRO was filed. Thank you.